The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to New York Talk again and again. It's been a roller coaster of a day. The fun never stops with this goddamn club. Um, so we've got all sorts of nonsense to go from today and try and look where we go ahead. Um, so we'll see how long this takes us. Uh, we have more with us tonight. We've got Mick and Danny with us again, as always. Thank you for joining us, you two. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, Kev Johnson's back with us. Nice to see you, Kev. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me again. And Will is back with us as well. How are you doing, Will? Evening, gents. Yeah, not so great after today, but I'm sure we've uh, got plenty to discuss on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, first of all, if you're just joining us, please subscribe to YouTube, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Get that out of the way, and that's fun. Um, so, let's have a rundown of the events of what day? On Wednesday, um, because it's been <laughs> it's been one thing or another. Yesterday, we started the day where Dean Holden was favourite. That died away. That turns out never never to be the case. Today we sort of woke up as Rotherham fans with Mark Bonner being one to nine on. It was odds on. The, the rumours and the talk coming out of the club was that it was essentially a done deal. And that was coming out of the Cambridge end as well. This wasn't just a Rotherham rumour. This was coming out of both ends. Um, that The deal was basically done. It was done agreed. And as the day went on, it started to unravel a little bit. Rumours came of compensation issues and everything else. Um, where to start? Danny? What's your view on on this 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 Wednesday? I mean, last Wednesday were bad enough. We've got another Wednesday of nonsense. It's just a roller coaster, ain't it? Really, that this this is why I love and hate news in football because it can change so quickly. Like from what we were all sort of alluding to this morning, Mark Bonner was one of the favourites, and now from the noises on social media. He now isn't one of the favourites because apparently he's wanting to stay with Cambridge. So we've gone from ecstasy of a new manager to straight back down. It's like, oh, it's back to square one now, isn't it? We've also learned from um, probably from Paul Davis' article that Dean Holden was probably never in the running at the minute. Um, 
might explore him later, who who knows? But also from the same article, we learned that they were going to start doing interviews today, but then at a meeting on Monday, they decided to pursue Mark Bonner on the on the Tuesday to try and get the man. It's it's just been up and down so much. And uh, if I'm quite honest, I'm ready for a snooze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, to be honest with you. Um, that, Will, you were the one last week, or we were all the one, but you were the, host, the, sort of the biggest cheerleader for Mark Bonner last week when we, when we spoke on the podcast. And I agree with everything you said. And I still maintain it would have been an amazing appointment, but he's chose to stay at Cambridge, as it appears. How do, how do you feel about him choosing to not come, really? Don't I feel absolutely stupid for cheerleading Mark Bonner right now? <laughs> I mean, it would have been a really, really good appointment. And I have no doubt that in the next 18 months or so, uh, Mark Bonner will be a championship manager. It's disappointing that he's not decided that this was the right step to take for him. But we've got to respect that decision. And for us now, it's about not getting bogged down in Mark Bonner not being Rotherham United manager and, and him finding the next man in because these games are coming thick and fast um, and Woody on touchline is not going to help anyone, I don't think, um, in the long term. So, really disappointed with the news today. Um, Mark Bonner is someone that I would have loved to have seen at the club with what he's done with, with Cambridge, with uh, the style of play, the the ability to get the best out of his wide men. Um, and I think he would have really suited the Rotherham United way. But it's it's football, isn't it? We've just got to move on and uh, and find uh, the next man up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those, Kev, that as fans, we're, just, we're always looking for somebody to blame. Is it Tony's not put the hands in his pocket, this, that, other. But it now looks like it is just he's just decided to stay where he is. It doesn't seem like the club have anything done, done anything wrong. I don't know if the case. Mm. That's the sort of the story that's coming out at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've made him an offer and it seems like he's accepted it and then got in his car, drove home and thought, hmm. But then, for me, it goes back to, it can't have been a good enough offer. Sure, I mean, no no disrespect to Cambridge. It's Cambridge United. Mm. You know, we're, we're a smallish club, but surely we can pull a manager with a you know, championship football to his club if, if, if mm. the money's right. I, I get loyalties there, which is brilliant. Fair play to the guy. But if that if that money's right, just like Warren to Derby, the money were right, it's gone. So, is it Tony Stewart's fault? Is it? No, I don't. I don't know. It's clearly not done enough for me. But that's that's my personal view. Mm-hmm. Um, Mick, I'll just round up how our season's gone so far. Our managers decided to stay in League One. Our top strike, top scorer from last season's decided to stay in League One. One of the most consistent defenders from last season has decided to stay in League One. And our top favourite for the manager's job to replace the manager has decided to stay in League One. Um, it's not a great look. And it, I don't, it doesn't matter how it looks, but it doesn't look great, does it? Uh, does it mean that they're just only just good enough for League One? I suppose that's an argument. I mean, I mean, that, that, if, if you looked at that, that set that of circumstances and, you weren't, and it wasn't involving Rotherham United, it was involving another club, then that will be the first, certainly for me, would be my first thought. Well, they don't want to go there because they obviously aren't good enough for that league. Mm. You've got four people there, or three people, sorry, in Icky, Smithy and Warney, who've had their opportunity more than once to prove themselves at championship level and, have, and, and ultimately have failed to a greater or lesser degree. I'm looking at this as an outsider, not as a Rotherham United fan, because I'd, I I don't necessarily subscribe to that point of view, particularly with Warnie. However, 
when you boil it down to brass tacks, they've all had their opportunity at championship level and all failed. Mark Bonner is in a situation at the moment where is it too early for him in his management career to go up to the championship and fail? Because then that's going to set him back in terms of his, his, his ambition later on in life. Potentially, that might be the way he's viewing it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm trying to take an alternative point of view. Because I absolutely do not subscribe to this Rotherham United is to blame for everything point of view, which which seems to permeate every time something goes wrong. Or no, let me rephrase that. Every time, every time something doesn't go to the way I want it to go, Rotherham United are to blame. You know what I mean? There's a bigger set of circumstances there, and if if Mark Bonner's thought, you know what, I've lived in Cambridge all my life. I'm a Cambridge United supporter. I'm, a, I'm a quite an experienced at this role. I, I, I still, in reality, I'm still learning. I don't really know what I'm, I'm doing. Am I, am I strong enough emotionally and mentally at this time and experienced enough to take on a championship football club? I, if those are the questions he's asking himself, then he's, he's probably not at the moment. And he's made a decision to stay. So it's not necessarily about the fact that Tony Antoff offered him £20 million a week and and Messi and Ronaldo in next transfer window, you know what I mean? It's, it's the, the, we, We're just going to assume, we're going to make assumptions all the time that somebody else yeah. is to blame and somebody within the club is to blame. I, that's not necessarily true, I don't think. Could could you argue, though, Mick, that Mark Bonner's come into this, uh, this equation wanting to be Rotherham United manager? Whether he's agreed it or not, he's left today with the feeling that he doesn't want to be Rotherham United manager. So what's been said within those those talks to make him step away? That's the question that I would ask. Yeah, I, I don't think these things are as black and white as that, Will. Okay. There's, there's, there's masses of, of, of shades of grey in there, aren't there? You know, yeah, I want to be a football league manager. Am I capable? Mm, yeah, some days I am, some days I'm not. You know, it, it, there's, there's a whole host of, uh, of things to consider. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think it's that black and white, personally. Oh, well, mm. it might not be that black and white, I suppose. We'll, we'll only really know if he gets offered another job in championship and he takes it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his press conference is tomorrow, he's got Cambridge press conference, tomorrow. Yeah. so we might find out a bit more information. Well, someone needs to ask him the question Are you going to Rotherham, yes or no, and see what his answer is. <laughs> It'll be a no, I think. Well, mm. never say never. He's not come out. Everybody just understands it's unlikely. There's not. It's not happening. So there's. You never know. Might something might yeah. happen. Let's not. You know. Let's not. We're not. We're not. Not isolating him or the or the Mick were a little bit. Uh, I'm not slating <laughs> him. No, I'm, I'm genuinely not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not slating him. I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we all have second thoughts about decisions that we make, don't we? <laughs> particularly big decisions when it comes to things like new jobs or whatever, yeah. new jobs, moving house, and all the other things that go with that. If it's a promotion as well, you know, it, all these things, you, you, you're going to have self-doubt. Everybody does. It all comes back to money, though. It's, it's got to the, the root of it all is money. <laughs> I'm not convinced it does, Kevin. And I, I, I get where you're coming from, but yeah. personally, I'm not convinced it does. Hmm. Not for everyone, I think what we can offer Cambridge is obviously more, but it's not what Derby could offer Warney, for example. It's, it's we're not that big a club. I don't. I might be wrong, actually. You know what I mean? I don't know what Cambridge's budget is, to be honest. We have got an idea what ours is. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. Um, let's, let's see where I've got Athen Greenwood says Q Bonner signing for Cardiff. Yeah, wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be brilliant? Um, where else have I come up, up here? JB says there is no evidence of this yet. The, the argument to that, JB, would be that these things will never ever be played out in public. You have to sort of trust mm. the sources, you have to sort of trust yeah. journalists to an extent. Um, because you, Tony Stewart's never going to come out and say, or or Mark Bonner tomorrow is not going to come out and say, Yeah, I agreed everything and I changed my mind last minute. Yeah. He'll say something mm. else. I know it's difficult, and I understand it's difficult for people, but you've, to, at some point, this is, for all intents and purposes, for all the best of our knowledge, this is information is right. Mm. Um, I mean, if Mark Bonner came out tomorrow and said, yeah, Robin offered me the job, but I turned it down because the deal wasn't good enough, that would be both career suicide for Mark Bonner and probably for Tony exactly. Stewart as well. Yeah, exactly. And they will never tell you that side of football. The only thing you have to do is trust your sources, which probably our main source is Paul Davis. Um, and he's gone from... You know, Mark Bonner's favourite to Mark Bonner's probably staying put in the space of a day. So that goes to show how the, the the trusted journalists, if you like, have also experienced this change in news today and it has trickled down to the fans. But like you say, Matt, it's all about knowing your sources and who to trust. If it's a Twitter account with 10 followers, probably yeah. best not to trust it. <laughs> if it's the geezer who reports on Rotherham United for the Rotherham advertiser, he's probably a trusted yeah. source, you know what I mean? Mm. And we don't like to share anything that we don't think is almost done, and we shared it today, so we feel yeah. like ones as well, <laughs> as we all do. As, as always, <laughs> um, let's move on to the, the Alan Biggs has just tweeted 10 minutes before we tweeted, which this is worrying, but I almost give me confidence that they were trying to do trying to do the right thing. It basically says that Mark Bonner was the only option we had, we, we, we looked at. We didn't look at any other options, um, essentially, is what he's saying. Go on, mate. Hold a face. Really? Honestly? Yeah. Well, Honestly. That's, almost, that's almost what Paul Davis said. He, he said there was a number two no, lined up. No. You've got to read between the lines a little bit here. Are you, are you actually expecting me to believe that we've thought, right, it's going to be Mark Bonner, that's it. We're not thinking about, oh, else, nobody else. We're going for Mark Bonner. Of course he'll come. That'll be it. We're not, no, no contingencies whatsoever. Are you seriously expecting me to believe that? I've just passing on information. Nonsense. <laughs> Do you know what? Two minutes. Two minutes before we started recording. Mick said, I'm not going to rant tonight. <laughs> yeah, you said you get a rise out of him as well. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Mick doesn't agree with that with that comment. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Do you think it was Mark, Mark Bonner and we're going to try everything and then, oh dear, or do you, do you think do you agree with Mick that there was always going to be a plan B? Um, well, I mean, people have criticised Paul Warren for having no plan B, so <laughs> who knows? Um, but the only thing I can base it off is Paul Davis's article earlier today when they were going to start interviews today put at a meeting on Monday, they decided to go for the main man. So I think Mark Bonner was always the top target. So they've set the sights on him and tried to get him today. Come very, very close. But I do think it's ultimately Bonner's decision to stay with Cambridge. I thought it would be hard to try and get him because he's a Boyle Cambridge fan, worked his way up with them. And now he's got the management job. So there might be a bit of you know, club loyalty lingering there, why he's made that decision. He would have to uproot people from Cambridge to at least closer to Rotherham. 
so that may have played into it. it could have been a family thing and not just finance like we've already talked about all the factors may be at play here um i do think to say we've just looked at mark bonner is a little bit you know i'm not sure we, we will have a list it's not like rob scott's gone here's your list no we're going for mark bonner list is in the bin you know, there will be a list somewhere that we need to look at, but we were so close with Mark Bonner, we've not really pursued other targets at the same time, if that makes sense. It's not like we've tried to get Mark Bonner, but then also been on the phone to Rob Edwards going, now, just in case this doesn't work out, do you still yeah. want to come and have a look round? Sort of thing. I think it is the case. We wanted Mark Bonner, we were very close, but now we have to start the process again with next man up, effectively which is probably why we won't have a new manager in the dugout for Saturday, which if the process is starting again, fair enough, might not even see him before the Millwall game. Um, but I'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens. I've got trust in the process. Jimmy Noble says in the comments, trust the process. Um, Mick, another one for you. We'll ask other people questions there, but NSW, does Mick ever, ever criticise the club? <laughs> Mick, yeah. you, you could come and sit next to me on a Saturday. Yeah, hello. Uh, and, and then you'll find that I do, yeah. What I'm trying to do is 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 take away from some of the absolute garbage that people are spouting on social media. That's all. I just want to... There needs to be some sort of balance. You know what I mean? And and we need to try and bring... bring well, I, I want to keep my feet on ground. I want to trust the fact that the club will do the right thing because they're a professional outfit now. We're not talking about no more days. They are a professional outfit. So I want to trust that they will do the right thing. And I, I just want to provide a little bit of balance to this as opposed to everybody just coming out and, you know, hanging Tony Stewart and, and everybody else out to dry when we've got no, no real actual sort of evidence that any of this has happened. That's all. I will criticise him, no problem, and I do regularly. He does, yeah. He does, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ray Smedley, we'll go through some options in a minute, a few choices. We should try Rob, Sm uh, Rob Smedley, Ray Smedley, Rob Edwards. I mix two names up. should try Rob Edwards for that one, because it's always, obviously an option. Um, will, let's let's go forward. Let's move forward. Mark Bonner's thing has gone. It's gone. Let's move on. What next? In, in terms of, we know Dean Holden hasn't been pre really previously considered, or Paul Davis reported that he's not really been in the contention before. Does that mean we potentially look at him? Matt Taylor has been mentioned in the past. We, we talked about him on Sunday. There's still some decent managers in, in available, so it's not the end of the world, is it? Oh, 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 out of what you can see, what do you think would be a good idea? So what, what I'm learning about this process um, over the last two or three days or so is no one really understands the process apart from the people that are inside the club. Um, so, for example, the rhetoric uh, from different journalists has been very different. So Alan Biggs has said that, um, for example, we've got no one else that we're ever looking at. But Paul Davis in his, in his article today uh, has said that we did have a second person lined up for if Bonner wasn't going to come in. So... There's, there's two different stories going on there. I credit Rob Scott with a little bit more intelligence than to just go after one man and just have no other people um, that they'd want to look at. And I think that there will have been other people uh, identified, um, certainly from a talent uh, ID point of view uh, and interviewed as well. The question that I would have off the back of it is, if you're a, new, if you're a manager being approached by Rotherham United now, how do you feel about coming in as being as as second choice? Because it's very clear that Mark Bonner was 
the the first choice. How how does that sink in with them? Um, so that's something that we that's a, a hurdle that we have to overcome. For me, I would be if we're going to put all our eggs into one basket now. Uh, I would go with Rob Edwards. I think he's the standout candidate. Um, I think um, the guy at Exeter would also be a really, really good option as well. Listen, because uh, Mark Bonner's decided that he doesn't want this job, it doesn't mean that Rotherham United are now going to be relegated to League Two and out at Football League at some point. Like life goes on, it's mm. it's disappointing as a day, but um, there will be other people and good managers in in the frame. We just have to make sure that we choose the right one. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unlikely to be done by Saturday, Kev. Do you think that matters now in a situation where, situation where it um, is just get it right, even if it takes another week or so, two weeks maybe? No. Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a weird one for me. Cause I, I don't know how everyone else feels, but for me, losing a player, losing a good player is worse than losing a manager. Like, mm. you know, I, I love Paul Warren. I thought he was fantastic for the club, but I weren't massively disappointed when he left. Um, I think it'd be more good to the Fog Benny or Barlasson left suddenly. Mm. Uh, so I think the manager is it's not as important as it probably is regarding the player. So it doesn't really matter who's on the bench. I think Woody will probably take it on Saturday. Woody and um, Peltiers, I think, joint. Um, and then, yeah, I can't say again by Wednesday, but me personally, my choices definitely look Matt Taylor from mm. Exeter. Um, another reason it'll, it'll be cheap, it'll be cheaper than Bonner and probably cheapest option out there. Rob Edwards, um, I can't say that. I mean, I just think there's too much, too much going on with Watford regarding his compo or payoff from Watford, which might drag it on. Um, so I'd go for Taylor. Plus, I've backed him at 20 to 1, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I think you're right on Rob Edwards. I think I agree with Will, but I think he'd be great. But I also agree with you. There's going to be so much going off at background with Watford. And unless we, we mentioned last night, unless Watford have got a proper process in place for paying people off, which you never know. No, no, it's Watford. Um, if there is a possibility to go for Robert, yeah, exactly. For me, if, if there's an opportunity to go for Rob Edwards, would you go for Rob Edwards? Um, I think. Um, there's a couple of mentions here, Mick. And I'll come to you because I know you're the happy clapper of the, of the, of the pod. Um, <laughs> people are sort of saying that we're going for the cheap options, and we'll just we'll, just, we'll go for Woody because he's cheap, or we'll go for whoever because he's cheap. What the Mark Bonner. Saga has told us is that they're happy to go and pay the money for the man. If yeah. the man's the right person, they will go and pay for the compensation, agree the wages to an extent, although more obviously. It shows that there is not just oh, he's cheap, go and bring him in. That's what it shows. That's what I take from it from the recruitment point. Oh, I think you're wrong there, mate. 
<laughs> I think you're wrong. They'll not pay for out. Get it on cheap. Get one of the stewards in. Um, listen, yeah, you're right. You're right. They've identified the key man. They've identified the man that they want. So they've gone to try and get him. They've offered it him. They've made a deal with him. And then he's, according to according to sources at the moment, they've, they've, they've agreed a deal. They've agreed a deal with Cambridge in terms of compensation. And then, then he's changed his mind and said he don't, he don't want to leave Cambridge. Mm. I mean, the, 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 the little nuances of this has, is, as he said, he don't want to leave Cambridge or he don't want to come to Rotherham United. Two very two very different things, aren't they? Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, I don't think they are going for a cheap option. I don't think they are. I think they're going for the right man. Hmm. It makes you wonder how much um, difference in compo is. How much we got for off Derby for one, and how much yeah. we're willing to pay for hmm. someone else's services. I bet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we receive more than we're willing to pay out. That's guaranteed. But at the same time with that, it also depends on how Dalby are paying the compensation. Because if yeah. they're paying it in instalments, we can't lump it all out on somebody else straight away. So it all depends on how Dalby... Pay... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, getting money out of Dalby is like trying to repay your student loan. It's £9 a week and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, doing all also points out, right? Points out. Remember, it's, it's not just a it's not just manager bringing you bringing in multiple multiple members of staff, so that obviously complicates yeah. the deal as well. Yeah. Um, Chris Sanderson, David Artell's odds are shortened tonight. I believe he's going Colchester, isn't he? His favourite for he was favourite for Colchester. <laughs> oh, he was. Um, oh. Uh, I will get the odds up. He is still odds on for Colchester, but he's now coming to. Uh, 40, it's 14 to 1 still. The odds are still skewed on Scabbit because Mark Bonner's still massively odds on. So the st- odds aren't, haven't settled back in line yeah. yet. I do like Cartel. I'd, I'd take a punt on him for um, I, I think, obviously, Bonner would not get any championship experience, so we're going to take a double on him. And you know, I know he got crew relegated to people, so that, but he gone playing decent football and probably the smallest budget in the league at the time. So, so all the best players, I'd. I'd I wouldn't be against. I'm not saying I want him, but I won't be against him. Mm. It, it's an option if if you, if we, if we can't find anybody instantly, it's an option as, as interim. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's sort of local. It's, it's again not maybe not ideal if you want to bring somebody in, but it's always an option there. Um, a couple of people in the comments Danny mentioning Liam Rossini, uh harshly dealt with at Derby. To be fair, I know they brought Warney and done good, but Rossini did an okay job at Derby. Uh, too inexperienced for you. Um. Yes, but at the same time, I sort of want to see him appointed purely because <laughs> the tinfoil hat brigade will be out and go, oh, it's a conspiracy, you know, they've took our team and now we've got Rossini and this, that and other. That is probably the only reason I want to see him appointed. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, probably a little bit yeah. too inexperienced. It'd be good for uh, backroom staff, for mm. sure, but mm. man on the touchline, possibly not at championship level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, right, we've we got any other things to talk about. <laughs> uh, any other names you want to pick out that you think could do it? We've talked about Rob Edwards, Matt Taylor. Anybody else that shouts out at anybody for uh, for potentially getting the job? Ainsworth? No. <laughs> no. You know what? You know what we said about me not criticizing club. <laughs> <laughs> the point ends with get ready. I know. So, so, 
social media is toxic. But I, obviously, when it ends up a link last week or the end, the beginning of the week, and I did not see one Robin fan comment saying we want Gareth Ainsworth, not one person. Hmm. I don't either. Shocker. <laughs> I, I, I think that's probably because nobody does, do they? Because we've no. I mean, the, the mental scars that we all bear, I mean, played Wickham every season for the last yeah. few years, is just <laughs> too much to bear, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will, how would you feel about Woody carrying on? There's, there's, there's mentions now because of because we were hit with, with a setback. How would you feel about Woody taking it to the World Cup? We're only 12 games away from the World Cup or something like that. Not very long. Um, how would that sit with you? Uh, not very well, if I'm honest. The 12 games there could be the difference between us staying up and, and not. So, for me, we need a manager in and we need a manager in quick. Um, as, a, as an outside name, uh, Pete Wilde, possibly, from Barrow, has done a really, really good job. Again, really doesn't have this level of experience, but he's going to be an, another manager that's uh, going to be sought after in the next 12 months or so if he carries on the work that he's doing. So, um, maybe a little bit more left field, but um, another option there, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Scott says, uh, "Get big, big, get Billy Mercer to have a chat with Sean Dyche." <laughs> Sean Dyche, I'm sure he's not. I mean, he's afford him. I, I think Sean Dyche may have, actually have to pay us to, to be manager. <laughs> um, I mean, it's worth the share. I mean, we've got um, Billy Mercer here already. Pick up phone yeah. now. Then Dyche, I've got an idea for us. Get the band back together, but in the championship. Although. I did watch Ben Foster's podcast um, that had Sean Dyke on talking about what happens when a manager goes out of work. Really, really good podcast if you want to go and look at it. And Sean Dyke isn't a football snob, so he says, and he wouldn't mind a job, uh, taking up a job in the championship. So it might just be one phone call away. You never know. (laughs) Well, it could take you while end of the season and probably send shop back in the shop window. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I've just seen a comment on there. um, Danny White said Mark Warburton that. Yeah, where's that going? I did, I did see that. I can't find it anymore. I like yes, Mark Warburton. Yeah. Mm. I'd be very happy with Mark Warburton. We mentioned we mentioned this. Like, I'm surprised he's not yeah, been mentioned further up the list. I know I know he's at West Ham as a coach. I don't see that as a big issue. If he wants to go back into management, I think he'd be able to do it. Mm. Um yeah. yeah, I'm really surprised he's not been mentioned further up the list uh, in, in terms of conversations. <laughs> Paul, go on, mate. I'm just laughing at John Mills coming there. We might have to get him in for an evening, do. I have a point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we've got Dan Not All here, Wednesday fan with some bait. We'll take it. No mentions of any season championship managers currently out of work. Any reason for that? I didn't know Darren Moore was a season championship manager. <laughs> no, Danny, you just bit. I don't care. It's funny. We're, we're not sort of after that. Into this, we're after an up and coming manager. They're rolling out of ways, sort of, to try and get some news up and coming. I don't know if anybody else disagrees with me on that. If, if somebody was there, like Warburton, I think, yeah, go for it. But I don't know. You've got to bring yeah, some, well, some fight and some ambition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ultimately, this is about patience. We've got to have patience. We've talked about it. I said it on Monday or Sunday. Whenever, whenever the first one of these marathon podcasts started, <laughs> that we need to be patient. It's a massive, yeah. massive decision for this club, bearing in mind the position that we're in. 
and, and it's all right, us bandit, all of us bandied about names of, of this bloke, that bloke, whatever, whatever. It's got to be the right person. And, and, and like Rob Scott said, due diligence needs to be done on these people to make sure that they are the right fit. And that yeah. isn't done in a 24-hour period. You know, it yeah. takes time. Yeah, I think it's good. We've got to, we've got to change his attitude as well when we're looking for the person. So the, the, the next person we get in, like Mick says, it's a massive, massive decision. It's got to be the right one because we need to maintain championship status. We, no point against someone who can also then take us back up for League One. That's not what we want. Once we can keep us up, because that's the only way we're going to develop and Tony to actually present his pocket for real and invest in the squad and, and the playing staff. Yeah. Bang on, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. A few people mentioned Duncan Ferguson, Michael Carrick. I think we're, I think that I think we are looking for experience in terms of first team management. I know Fergie, Duncan Ferguson's got a bit, but I think we're looking for somebody who managed for a few years, even if it's League One and Two. I think that's where we're looking. I think they're too early in their journey to be, mm. to be considered for us. Yeah, uh, I would have thought. Um, Chris, I see Roy Keane. It's breaking. <laughs> Just get laugh. Let's have breaking. Oh yes, Christ! What? Can you imagine board meeting between Roy Keane and Tony Stewart? <laughs> well, very sure. I don't think the boardroom would be left after it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Tony's money would be going to repair boardroom. <laughs> I did. I did see someone put on Twitter um, beginning of the week. Few people actually put put her name about Emma Hayes. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, how would mm-hmm. you how would you how would you feel if that happened? I don't think we could afford it, Kev. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how much is she right, Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah, we had this conversation about sixteen grand a week or something like that. Mm. So she's on something like that. Yeah, quite a lot. Chelsea, Chelsea are pushing, aren't they, for that for the women's side of things? Mm. I mean, we mentioned Emma Hayes. I wouldn't mind Hope Powell either. Mm, past it for me. I, I like I do like Emma's. I think she's a bit more progressive in terms of the way she plays. She's very clearly very awesome. We've all heard on World Cup or Euros, whatever it were, when she won. She was she was superb. Um, she held her own against everybody else that were on there. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I wouldn't yeah. say no to it. I think she, from what I see of the outside, I don't watch much of Chelsea women, but I am fairly impressed with her as a person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see us going that outfield, left field, to be honest with you. Though. You never know. I've heard Chris Wilder trying to flaunt himself around for every other job under the sun. I'd be fancy going back to Rotherham. Uh, you never know. <laughs> uh, Craig Lewis with another one. Schumacher, Stephen Schumacher at Plymouth. Uh, they had a very good start. They had an okay into the season. Possible. Possible. I, I it's don't not really know. a step up, though, is it, for him? We are, no, again, I mean, mm. I'm giving Plymouth a lot of credit here, but they're a very good League One club, which probably probably our level, to be fair. Mm. So why why would he why would he leave a progressive safe job like that to come to us? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think we're right. Uh, there we go, Kev. Before we finish, tell everybody about the uh, legends now that's coming up and uh, the amazing stuff that you've had on there. Yeah, it's only um, two months away now. Second mm. December. Um, it is a sellout, sadly. So there's no tickets left. Well, not sadly for the hospice, but sadly for anyone who's not got a ticket. Um, yeah, legends confirmed. We've got. Uh, Alan Lee, um, Chris Sedgwick, Andy Monkhouse, and 90% sure Mike Pollitt as well. And obviously John Brecken and Ronnie Moore. Um, already started collecting some really good 
auction items. So we've got about six or seven match-worn shirts. Um, we've got a Tony Cunningham match-worn shirt from 1991, which I managed to track him down thanks to a few people on Twitter. who got his number, and he's going to um, sign it and come to the event as well. So that's quite a good, nice thing. Um, yeah, so it's not two months away now. Can't wait. Obviously, at New York Stadium, we bowed to pressure and uh, gave in. We've still been ripped off. They still charged a couple of grand, but it is what it is. It means we, means we could sell over 200 tickets. That's all right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Folks, yeah. Really, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Mm. Um, yeah. Can't wait. Um, we've got, we've, we're, we're coming again tomorrow. We're doing the podcast again tomorrow, so I suppose we'll just leave it there so we can go um, just chill out for a bit and try and get away from the roller coaster of Rotherham United for a couple of hours before it all starts again in the morning. Because it will. Mm. Uh, somebody will be odds on favourite again tomorrow morning, and then we'll sign, and then they'll be not. It'll be great. Um, but we've nearly been start talking about actual football again, which is quite good. I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to talking about actual stuff that's happening. Something we know a little bit about, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't just speculate wildly. <laughs> I, I remember about two weeks ago, yeah. after the fo- the podcast had finished, we sat, sat here talking to each other about what we we're going to do for international break and whether we whether we could get any players on and whether we could get any ex players on and you know we, how are we going to fill this to get some podcasts out? Well, cheers, <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still putting this out there. Get Paul Warren on now. Is it a different club? They might be a bit more partial to letting him speak to us. I don't know. I don't speak about like him going to Derby, but anyway. Too raw, yeah. man. Too raw. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll end it there. We're back again tomorrow evening um, on Thursday for, for the preview of the Wigan game uh, and then to talk about anything else that happens in the next 24 hours. Will, it's always a pleasure to have you on, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. Right. Cheers, gents. Kev, always a pleasure as well. Thank you very much for speaking to us. We always love you having on. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, Danny, I don't think you're with us tomorrow, are you? Uh, we'll see. Ooh, teaser. Teasing it. We'll be, <laughs> you, you keep my eye on tomorrow. There'll be sources saying he's coming, he's not coming. He's chose to stay at home. No, no, I'm, I'm going for an interview at New York Stadium, that's why. Well, and Mick, you need to start criticising the club some more. So if you can get on that, that bit of no problem, mate. I'll start making notes. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> what I might do is just go on Twitter and plagiarise what everybody else has said. <laughs> well, uh, if you haven't subscribed, do subscribe to YouTube channel, Spotify, all that kind of stuff, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United pathway back to the championship is opening up! The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.